This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Um, so it's been a, it's been an interesting week. This, as Ross was sharing, um, we had our first uh, our first Zoom our first Zoom um, wedding, and it uh, was something to to behold. And it's so good that Dries, that you guys are here. Um, I was inspired by the word that God gave me for them uh, to just expand a little bit on that word and come and share that word to, to us today. And um, I'd like us to, if you have a Bible near you, to, to grab Psalm 91. It's a very well-known Psalm. We all know Psalm 91. And um, I'd like to encourage you in this week to take a little bit of time out. It's um, pretty much the Psalm of, of, if I can call it, the Psalm of the Lockdown. Um, a lot of people have read the psalm, working through the psalm. It's a, a, a psalm of encouragement and great promise that the Lord gives us. And um, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to bring a little prophetic word. I believe this is a prophetic word for the season that we're in at the same time. And um, I'm going to look a little bit at a, a short time, a short lifetime or not span in, in David's life. In, in King David's life, we're going to look at that. But let's, let's start with Psalm 91. And um, just the first, the first part there. The name of the Lord is, this, at least we're going to start with, with Proverbs 18, 19. Um, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. And um, isn't that such a beautiful promise that God gives us, that we can run into the name of the Lord that is our strong tower. And the righteous man runs into it and he is safe. And our safety is in God. And that's just where I want to start. And, and we're going to get back to that, to that verse. But let's get into to Psalm. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in the times of trouble. And um, I think a lot of us, as, we, as we're going through the motions, we, we are realizing, and, and hopefully, as I'm speaking to a lot of us, we are finding ourselves being able to connect with God and seeing that he is our stronghold and, and, and being able to, you know, when the foundations are, are, are shake a little bit, we are get to a point where we can see what is of God and what isn't. And um, it's so awesome in my own life. I've just been reflecting a lot of what, what are the, the habits and, and things in place that I have that is godly and righteous. And, and what is the things in my life that that's not? And um, being able to start shaking that and, and, and just reflecting and start being real with God and, and just uh, bringing my heart before God. And, and I hope that many of you are doing the same. Um, as I've been speaking to a lot of us, I, I, do, I do see that. I do see that many of us are spending that time with God. And, um, but this is an interesting word. And it's, uh, it's in 1 Samuel 22. And um, 1 Samuel 22, verse 1 and 2 and verse 5. And uh, do yourself a favor, go, go, read, through, go read through this and um, take, take some time to, to, to ponder on, on, on the thought that we, that we get out of the scripture. David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and in, in his um, father's household heard it, they went down to him. And everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to him. And he became commander over all of them. And there, um, and there were with him about 400, 400 men. 
And then verse 5 says, Then the prophet Gad said to David, Do not remain in the stronghold. Depart and go into the land of Judah. So David departed. The beautiful thing about, about the scripture is that the, 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 same, the same verse, the same word that we get for cave is the word fortress. So if we look at the original Hebrew, the same word that they use for the word cave is the same word that they use for the word fortress. And that's why the prophet says, leave the stronghold. And um, so what is, what is fortification? What does the word fortification mean? To be fortified. It's a defensive wall or other reinforcements built to strengthen a place against attack. And scripture says, Psalm 91 verse 1 and 2, hopefully you have your Bible in front of you. Um, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. Reading from the NLT. And um, David had an interesting life. And, and as, we, as we look into David's life, he, he's this young, um, young person. And, and, and many of us start out in life full of drive, full of vigor, full of hope, full of um, life. You know, if you, if you look at the kids running around today, and, and, and I recognize that, that many of us are um, seeing that literally happen. I'm watching as my little one, Michaela's growing up in front of me and I'm watching as she's running around and there's no care in the world and she's jumping off of everything and she always thinks that daddy's going to catch her. Even if I'm not in the room, she's going to jump. So you have to keep your eyes on them. There's such hope. There's such um, youthfulness. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, David is anointed by Saul to become king. And he's going, yes, Lord, here am I. You know, we're going to do great things. And um, then the moment comes in his life where he takes on Goliath. And for many of us, it feels like we've taken on our Goliaths. You know, we've slain those big things in our lives. We've, we've slain, you know, for some of us, maybe we had a drinking problem. For some of us, maybe we used to smoke. For some of us, we're just to get a job. Whatever that Goliath was in our lives. And with Christ, we conquered the Goliath. And we're going, yes, Lord. You and I, we're going to take over the world. Lord, we're going to change the world. And then what happens with David is Saul wants to kill him. The king wants to kill Saul. He, he despises David. And David runs, listen very carefully, and hides away alone in a cave. Doesn't that relate so beautifully for us that we've been locked up? And I don't know if you've seen uh, that, that little clip you know, I'll maybe send it on to to the to the small group leaders. Let them send it on to you. Where it's this 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 uh, this video of of this of this kind of complex, and the next thing you just you see thousands of people just running at one moment together. And um, I'm sure I saw all of you um, yesterday or the day before yesterday. As I have never seen, I thought there was. I thought that um, the comrades had changed, and they were running the comrades past my house here. Uh, it's just been incredible watching the many people uh, on the streets again, people with their dogs and people with their children. And I've never seen children moan so much and mom walking right up in front. She just doesn't care anymore. I tell you, there's one lady, she walked past his house she could, and the child was moaning and she was just moaning. She, you could see, kid, you're getting led, left behind here, brother. <laughs> you better catch up. And um, 
but the despair that David must have felt when he had to run for his life and go and hide in a cave. And I think that's so beautiful for where we at in this time of our lives with, with this whole Corona, um, with the whole COVID-19. And at that time, it felt like he lost everything. Felt like the promise was over. He was never going to become king. Um, where is he going to go? What's he going to do? And, and how is he going to make it? And um, what I love about, as I'm going to share the screen quickly, as I love about the Webster, the definition um, of, 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 of being fortified is something that fortifies, defends, or strengthens, especially works um, elected to defend a place or position. But listen to this. Fortification is the act or process of fortifying. Now, what is fortifying? Listen very carefully. To secure and strengthen, to give physical strength, courage, and endurance. And listen to this. This is so beautiful. To add mental or moral strength to encourage. Is that not incredible? The word fortification, to be fortified, is to be in a place where we are encouraged. Isn't that what Christ brings us? When you, you, you have, without Christ, we, have, we are hopeless, but with Christ, he brings hope. And we are encouraged when we are fortified in Christ. And um, I think um, there's a book uh, written by our dear friend, uh, Richard Dawkinson, called The God Delusion. Um, and, and if you've never heard of the book, uh, it's maybe not one you should read. He basically says that, um, that, 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 that God is, is a figment of our imagination. But I, I would like to, I'd like to make a little title from his title, and, and I call it The Christian Delusion. And I think so many of us have the same mentality as what I believe David probably would have had. And, and, and obviously, I can't prove this, but it's what I would have had if I was David. Where, where, when, when we're young and, and we come to Christ and, and, and everything's great, that, that, you know, that we believe that, that, that God just wants me to have health, wealth, and prosperity. That's what it's about. And I, and I tell you, this is such a beautiful time for the health and wealth and prosperity gospel because they have to face reality for, for the first time in a major way. And it's very interesting how many of them are going to have to either change their song or they're going to have to change the way that, they, that, they, that they, they're preaching this wealth and prosperity gospel. And, um, you know, we, we had this idea that it will never affect me as a Christian. You know, the, the Christian delusion, it will never affect me. And, and we quote scriptures like, greater is Christ in me than, 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 than he is in the world. And that is a truth. Um, but it's a bit of a warped truth because we kind of focus it on ourselves. And the light of that word is always on me. And um, so, so when, you look, when, we, when we quote scriptures, greater is Christ in me than in the world, is this a message for you going to war or is it a message for you sitting on a couch? Because I think the God, the, at least the Christian delusion is, you know, I'm going to sit back and I'm just going to relax. I've got Jesus in my boat. I can smile at the storm. That was the song we used to sing. I don't know if you sang that song as a, as a child in, 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 in uh, primary school, in, in at least Bible school, in, in um, kids' church. Um, with Jesus in the boat, I can smile at the storm as we go sailing on. And yes, you know, go sailing on is a beautiful song. And uh, um, but the truth is, 
that we have to keep sailing. We can't just go sit on, on the couch and go, okay, I'm done now. I've got all, all that I want. I've got the health. I've got the wealth. I've got the prosperity. God is good. I've got my, 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 my eggs in the nest. It's the Jesus nest and I'm safe. And I think this is something, once again, that we are facing during this time. But here's the beautiful thing that happens with David. David has COVID-19 and he has to go hide in this cave, in this fortress. He has to go and hide. And who does God send him? God sends him the worst of the worst. It's not bad enough that he's now alone with Corona. He now has his parents with him. He has his brothers with him. He has, who, who, who didn't like him, by the way. I mean, they were like, who are you? You know, when you were going up against Goliath, you think you're so special, wada, wada, wada. And, and, and now God sends him the thieves and, and the nobodies and, and the, the, the disheartened. And what's beautiful is that out of these 400 men and what happened in the caves of Adullam, when David came out, he had an army of men that went with him and served with him throughout his time. He had a, about 37 men that were known as the Gibberim. And these men were incredible, incredible men of war. These men's heart changed in the caves of Adullam. They got hope for the first time. They came into a place where they were fortified and encouraged because one thing David had was he was the man of the Psalms. He was the man of worship. He was the man of song. He was a man of the word of God. And he would have preached to these men and he would have sang songs and he would have shared his, his psalms with them. And this encouraged and changed these men's heart so much so that he had the mighty three. And he had three men that were just uh, incredible men of war. That just those are the three men that brank, broke rank. They went to the Philippine army um, and went and destroyed and came back and brought David the water. These are three men that were just unstoppable. And this all happened because of the time in the caves of Adullam, being fortified. And so I'd like to encourage us to maybe swing the way we look at this. And, and instead of being so downtrodden and so depressed and so woe is me, let us turn this upside down and let us realize that this is a time that we are fortified in Christ. And being fortified in Christ means to have once again, as that word, let me just show that again, to be encouraged and to have encouragement and a mental and a moral strength. Isn't that beautiful? It's speaking not only to, for, for a warp scenario, but it's speaking about a moral strength and a mental strength. How beautiful is God when we are fortified in the stronghold of God. So here's the prophetic word that as I was praying, um, for, for this for the Sunday and as I was praying for Jerusalem and, and, the, and the beautiful wedding, God came and gave me this prophetic word and he said, how we come out of the cave will determine our trajectory. I'm going to say that again. How we come out of this cave will determine our trajectory. This is an opportunity that God is granting us in this absolute craziness, in this time of economic uncertainties in this time of, of fear, in this time of, 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 of chaos, this time of, of, of need, God is saying that if we connect with him, 
if we can do what David did in the case of Adullam, now scripture doesn't go too much of what actually happened in Adullam, so we have, we have to kind of fill the picture a little bit, but we believe that a lot of things, as I was sharing, really transformed in the cave there, and that when we come out of this, our trajectory will change. So instead of us going, Lord, what I don't have, let's start focusing on, Lord, what I do have. Now, I'm, I'm a, I'm a half-empty half cup. Um, in fact, I'm a wiser cup, not full person. Um, and um, Matty, my wife, she is the, 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 the cup is half-full person. And um, I think that we need to start, and it's not something I think, it's something that's a burden I carry. We need to start having our cups full. We need to trust God to see what we have in the cup. And that's the beautiful thing about, about how, the Jew, how, how, how the Hebrew works. You see, the Hebrew, they don't use the word cup. The word cup in Hebrew is what it does. Isn't that beautiful? So the, the way they look at it is, is, what does this do? This glass is a glass that contains water. It is so that I can drink. And so let us start not focusing on what we're missing and what we don't have. And, and, and I'm so glad that we can get out and get a little bit of sun on the face. Um, even though it's being, it's, it's raining now, you know, just as we all can go out and rain. So hopefully you have an umbrella and you can go walk in the rain and just enjoy some time outside with your family. Um, but this is the time where God is saying how we come out of this cave will determine our trajectory. You see, we have the presence of God living inside of us and his name, as we started, the strong tower. Okay. Uh, so in his name, the strong tower, we can plunder the kingdom of darkness. I'm going to put this down so you can read this and maybe take a photo of the screen. Um, okay, so how we come out of this cave will determine our trajectory. Okay, I definitely did something wrong there. Sorry, I'll, hold on. All right. All right, so how we come out of this cave is how we determine our tra trajectory. We had the presence of God living inside of us and his name, the strong tower, we can plunder the kingdom of darkness. Now as Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in us is the hope of glory. Because we are fortified in Christ, we are the agent of encouragement to the world. It's our fortification, encouragement in him that brings hope. Isn't that so beautiful? Let me just catch up with my, with my notes here. In other words, we have a different agent inside of us that can bring encouragement. We can bring Christ to the world. We can bring for people hope in this time. Not only so, but we can help those that are bitter and downtrodden and thieves and those that have lost their jobs to transform and meet and know Christ. Because this is such a time of need. And I just want to share something with you, if, 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 you, if you don't mind. Um, most of you will not know this woman um, in, in the photo. This is Maggie. Maggie is um, basically the, the lady, that our tea lady at church. And she um, is, uh, she's our cleaner and she cleans up the church um, all week long for us and does the washing and does the dishes and makes sure that 
the, the, the entire church on Sundays and the whole venue is ready. I'm sorry that she can't be at your home today to help you make your house uh, uh, ready. You have to do that on, on, on your own. And she stays in Fasanta Kral. And she just realized and recognized the need that she saw on the street with the children. And so she just opened her home and said, I'm going to feed people. I'm going to help these children because here are hungry children. There's one child that she even says that's for the last two weeks, every day, been wearing the same clothes. She believes that this child is living with, with, with um, a grandparent. The grandparent just doesn't have money for clothes. And this is a situation that she finds herself in. And instead of her going, I'm locked down. I can't make a difference. Woe is me. I'm undone. She's coming out of this cave of Adullam saying, I want to be the agent of God. I want to be the encouragement. I want to make a difference in this time. And she allowed her heart to be transformed by the massive need out there. And all she did was, Lord, I have a few fish. I have a few pieces of bread. Help me. And people are coming alongside her and people are blessing her. And the community is starting to pull in and the community is starting to bring food that she can feed these children. And it's bringing a great opportunity to share the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage us to start getting practical. And, and if I may, I'd like to give us just some practical ways and maybe we can get involved in helping people. Because a lot of us go, okay, Bernie, but, but, but what do I do? Because my neighbors seem to be okay. Um, and um, I, I, I realize maybe, maybe the, the, there's a bit of a competition. Every time you get out the house, see who can walk the fastest. Um, and you kind of got to dodge past everyone. But can I just ask you in this time, Maybe just go and redo your budget. Re-go and work your budget out and go look at maybe you can give more to your domestic work if you are blessed to have a domestic worker or, or a gardener or garden service even to say, listen, I want to continue blessing them and helping them. Maybe phone the tea lady that works at your workplace um, or the janitor or the cleaner. Make sure they're okay. Phone them up. Get their number from your boss and, 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 and get a hold of them and ask if they're okay, if they have enough in this time. And um, even just a prayer and, um, and a way that you can bless them is you can go to CompuTicket. If you don't know about this, you can go to CompuTicket. You can buy a, a, a checkers voucher and you can bless them with a checkers voucher. You just need their cell phone number and they'll get the, uh, um, a reference on their phone, an SMS. And with that, they can use to, to purchase food. Um, call your co-workers and, and don't just focus on work. Ask them how they're doing. Really invest in them and, and, and you know, Matty's in, in a corporate business and she's already had two opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because people are going, I'm actually not okay. I'm actually freaking out. I actually don't know what to do. And Matty was able to speak and be real and talk to um, about Christ and, and share the gospel and the good news. This is such opportunity to find those mighty 400 men and women that we will go to war with. So minister hope in your conversations. Um, uh, well, may not. I'm, I'm sure you won't mind if, if, I, if I mention your name. He's doing the same. He's, he's starting, he's sending uh, scriptures to people. He's really using this opportunity to bless people. And people are responding in this time because they realize they lack and they need. And more on a practical level, more on a spiritual level, I'd like to encourage us to put on the spirit of praise instead of the, the garment of heaviness, as Isaiah 61 speaks about. 
Um, worship. I know for some of us, it's hard to worship and, and you have to crank the music really loud so you don't hear your own voice if, you, if you're as false as, as, as I am. Um, so um, at least I'm not as false as my brother, apparently. He was singing the other day in the car to, to well, well, before lockdown, um, he was singing to his little one and, and she said to him, please stop singing. So if your children tell you to stop singing, uh, may, maybe try and hum um, or, or crank the, the volume a bit higher. But take time to worship. And, you know, Sundays is we, we, we set this platform where we're getting Greg and Dale and Vanner and the guys to come and worship. And I know it might be a bit awkward to worship in front of your children, but what a great place to come together to worship, to teach our children what worship is. Spend time praying. Take some time out to in the day. Pray. Participate. There's so many different channels, so many places that you can participate in this moment um, in, with your small group, with Grow Group. We had an incredible Grow Group this week um, with my guys. It was such a joy. We spent two hours. We just keep on like, stretching it. Um, maybe it's because I've got verbal diarrhea and I just need to talk more. But we've been able to just really just spend time speaking about authority, taking authority, what is authority. Um, and whatever the topic that you're busy with in the Grow Group, don't pull out now. Just keep on participating. Keep on making time for people. Keep on connecting with people. And worship with your kids. It's such a great opportunity. Um, my dad, when I was growing up, never worshipped with me. My mom never worshipped with me. I was grown, We were brought up with the salty tapes. And we used to sing along with the salty tapes. Um, and worship was only for church. And, and that's how I learned as a small child. You know, you were able to worship at church and, and on your tapes at home. But, but not as a family. It's such a great opportunity to stand in faith as a family for, for people's lives, for people's um, healing, for, for places to, to share the gospel and tell the children, hey, remember we prayed for Tani so-and-so and I had a meeting with her and we were able to just bless her and tell her about Jesus and she responded to the gospel. And then quote the word. Guys, the power of prophecy, the power of the written word. When we quote this, when we command this, when we read Psalm 91 and we declare it over our lives, of our family lives, and as Ross did this, this morning, so beautiful, thank you, Ross, to pray over each other, to pray truth, to pray the word of God over one another and say, we will not be shaken in this time. Um, we will not be taken out. We trust in God. We believe in God. And we hold on to the promises of God. And so I want to encourage us in this time and my question to you is, and my question to myself is, how am I coming out of my cave of Adullam? What will be my trajectory when I leave this place? Will I be saturated of God? Will I be connected with Him? Will I see miracles forward? Will I be able to take on the calling that I have because I've been able to take this time just to connect with God and hear His voice again and... Um, just get rid of all this, the cobwebs and, and use this time to spend time with family and prioritize again my life and see what is the most important and what is not so important. And I would like to encourage us as we close off this morning Psalm 91 ends off by saying, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. 
what a great opportunity and what a great joy if we can introduce the love of Christ to, to the world. If we can see people come to Christ in this time, transform their lives and meet Jesus, the King of Kings. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together and then I'll open up the mic so we can all greet each other and send each other our love. But let's, before we do that, just close off in prayer. Lord, our prayer today is let us be more, let us do more. Lord, let us love you. We pray that you open our hearts that as the end of that scripture, that we will love you, God, that we will live long lives, that we will be delivered and delivered of this darkness. We pray, Father, deliver us of darkness and despair in this time. Come and put on the light, Lord, in, in our homes and let your Holy Spirit fall upon us. Let your Holy Spirit come and partner and tabernacle with us as we come and seek the heart of God. Let us connect and see Jesus. Let us see a full glass. Let us not see empty glasses. Let us not woe and fall into despair. Let us put on the spirit of praise in this time so that when we walk out dear Lord, that our trajectory will change. Lord, we recognize the, 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 the difficulties. We recognize the hardships. We recognize, Lord, that this is not, this is not, this is a first for us, Lord. But we know, Lord, that we are built on the rock. We are fortified on the rock in our stronghold being God. Be with us, hold us, protect us in this time. I pray, Lord, that we'll be encouraged in our minds and in our morality. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone. I just, I just want to say something. Um, my, my neighbor said something the other day to me, yesterday to me, as, as, I, was, as I was cleaning the windows. Um, he said, this is like World War II. And, 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 and typical, I, I answered immediately. I said, yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's really a hard time. And then I thought about it for a while. And, and I want to say something that, that, that might be a little bit, um, a, a bit of pill to swallow. This is not World War II. This is nothing like World War II. This, for some of us, we will come out pretty much unscathed out of this. And, and I want us also to be very sober in this, in recognizing how this thing seems to stir us inside of our spirits and in our hearts. And we have to go and look at why are we so stirred and what is our reaction and why are we reacting the way we're reacting. And sometimes um, in, in, in the men's group in Cape Town, we always said, if your action, if your reaction is too strong, then something is wrong behind it. So go and search why you have such a strong reaction. And um, it might be that we've just built so much of that God, that, 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 that Christian delusion, um, being idols in our lives. And I want to encourage you to come and shake off those, those, those idols and those things that, that we rely on, be it our finances, be it mammon, be, be it our investments, um, be it our job security, be it our um, 
social um, security. We feel safe because we have social friends. You know, um, John was locked up in, in, in Patmos. Um, all the, the, the disciples were all, all died hard, difficult lives. And, and I'm not saying, you know, woe is us and we must go and die now and stuff. But, but it's a good way in this time in the case of Adullam to go and look. Because David had to do many exploits after Adullam. God's calling the bride of Jesus Christ to do amazing things still. And that's why this trajectory, it's like taking a bow and arrow and pulling it back. And that's all that this is. It's pulling us back so it can launch us forward. But if it's not pulled, we're just going to fall flat. So let us allow the Lord to stretch us in this time so that we can be released to fulfill the calling of Jesus Christ, being the mandate of God to go and be the good news to the poor, to be disciples and to bless and to do the Great Commission. Thank you so much for this time this morning. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.